0: Welcome to the Road to Black Podcasts brought to you by the BJJ Physio. The BJJ Physio helps optimize the training of Jiu-Jitsu athletes so they can dominate their next performance. How do they do this? They provide strength and conditioning, physical therapy, and heart rate based conditioning through a completely remote and online management system. Meaning you can be anywhere in the world and take your BJJ performance to the next level. Contact Dr. Wesley Reed at info at thebjjphysio.online or follow him at thebjjphysio on Instagram to find out more. Also brought to you by Roll Union Jiu Jitsu. Visit RollUnion.com and follow Roll Union on Instagram to shop the latest Jiu Jitsu styles. Roll Union brings you the best fitting geese on the market, the most comfortable rash guards and premium soft Jiu Jitsu tees. Next time you're in the market for some new gear, check out RollUnion.com for the stylish and the savage. Lastly, we're brought to you by DownToRoll.com. DownToRoll.com was born out of the need for an innovative way to find BJJ training partners during the COVID-19 crisis. With gyms being shut down for many across the globe, you can register at DownToRoll.com and find small group training partners in your area. You can message partners directly from the map and interact with other like-minded players on the Down to Roll exclusive network. Go to downtoroll.com and start training again now. Thanks for supporting our sponsors, and we hope you enjoy this episode of the Road to Black podcast. All right, man. Hey, Wes. Episode
1: three. Episode three. Here
0: we go. Another one down. Another one down. How you been?
1: not bad man it was uh so for everybody everybody listening i uh we ended last episode with me saying i was gonna go out and see paul out in arizona and uh we are first week back here and i'm now back in colorado having completed my trip and uh man it was a blast it was
0: fun being out there yeah how how long were you out here
1: uh I was out there f- 5 4 days, 5 days something like that, Tuesday through Saturday. That's right. So yeah. So th- flew in Tuesday night and flew out Saturday morning. So I had a packed trip full of training <laughs> and uh and actually lots of work. Yeah. Uh, interestingly enough, so
0: uh, met with was, some clients and- met
1: with clients, um picked up some clients, did some evals out there um and then trained a lot as you know yeah because <laughs> we were both in the the role union training facility out there
0: yeah i had you over that was That's, fun
1: yeah a lot of fun so we got some uh some roles with some some of the black belches that that we uh we yeah. train with and uh man it was
0: a blast that was fun i know uh i didn't know if you would be getting that much training in but by the second day i was like ooh. I don't know if he's going to make it over here, <laughs> <laughs> hearing who you rolled with and just you were all over rolling a couple of times one day. And so it was good though. I'm sure you needed that with the whole, you know, making your transition, you losing, losing touch with some people, you know, both with friendships and on the mat. Like I could tell, I could tell you, it's, it was obviously we talked all summer, it's been bothering you a little bit, but I could tell how truly happy you were this week being out here. So man, it was, it was fun to hang out with you and, we had a good time.
1: We had a great time and we got some really good roles in and, yeah. uh, man, I, I really needed that. I was at a, a point where, uh, yeah, I needed to get out there and see the team. I needed to, uh, see, just needed to see everybody and, uh, just kind of re re ground myself. If that sounds, uh, yeah. if, if, if that sounds right, you know, it was, such a, as everybody now knows, it was kind of a weird way for me to and not a great way for me to uh leave Arizona and the gym. And so getting out mm-hmm. there and touching base with everybody and uh and being able to, you know, stay in touch and and get rolls in with with everybody. It it was really it was really meaningful. It was yeah. a really meaningful uh trip. And man, I came back and I was just fired up. Really? <laughs> oh yeah! Just fired up, man. I was bringing the heat when I came back.
0: Nice. Where's my next training session? You're just looking for the Absolutely. next guy. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, and coming how to sore, the gym here. How sore were you? I was pretty sore. I'm not gonna lie, man. <laughs> I, I, I was. I was actually pretty beat up. It was. Yeah. Uh, uh, it was that so, Sunday, and yeah, I came back, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna have to do some, do a little recovery work, and yeah,
0: for sure. And well, you uh, were training with beasts, so. People getting ready for pans. I just know the circles you were in. So speaking of which, this last weekend, did you watch any pan Man, action?
1: Did I watch pans? I watched so pans. I, yeah. 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 You know, I have like a Sunday routine where I'm going through um, you know, cleaning the house and doing all that stuff and just getting ready for the week, setting my kind of setting my week up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I go through, I I I basically will go through and I set my entire checklist on all the things that i want to accomplish on monday and set my my daily goals for monday and set my my overall weekly goals and um you know that whole time i was that whole really that whole day i was i was watching pans and yeah all the people so uh man yeah. it was saturday and sunday man some it good was, action that was some great action some really really solid it's uh, uh
0: it, it's crazy some of these competitors are just so dynamic you know and to know you know to know quite a few that were out there um know of several of them personally and how tough they are and to watch just the the caliber to you know what i mean you're watching oh. jujitsu and you you have training partners that are just just they're just so good in the gym when you roll with them and then you see them on that stage with a bunch of other people that are at that same level it's like you really start to understand. There's like levels to this game. Yeah. And oh man, when you watch something like that, and it was there was a the pan, it was stacked. There was a lot of a lot of people showed up to this event. I think yeah. people were itching to get back to a major event. Um, you know, all the usual suspects and the and the blacked up about divisions and some great matchups and it was fun, man. I couldn't I couldn't keep up. I need to have more TVs, you know. Yeah, for sure. My flow flow grappling on the Apple TV is too slow. I'm trying to bounce back and bounce all over the mats, and it's uh, I almost need like a picture in picture times ten. Put all mats up there,
1: man. When you've got like what eleven mats going or something like that, all at the same time. Good grief! You know there Mm -hmm. was a moment, you know when uh, uh, I'll I'll, Flores was going, Mm -hmm. and then. I had him, I had him on the big screen and then Jair was going yeah. at, the, all, at the same time. And it was yeah, like, was a this, where this everyone is was, exactly, everybody was going and I mm-hmm. was like, oh my gosh, this is insane. Yeah. So,
0: yeah. So for the listeners, we have, you know, we're in Arizona traditionally West was in Arizona, but so we, you know, we obviously are close and follow a lot of the, the athletes from jujitsu, uh, the Arizona jiu-jitsu scene so we're friends with some of them so if we mention some of those names um you know a lot of you are from our town too so but just both those in the national and just the biggest guys on the stage you know some of the same names coming across and I, it's amazing some of these guys and you got everybody from just the top you know the top 10 in each in each weight division and the black belt level and but then all the masters, and now it's even the masters. You start watching some of these guys, and it's just incredible. Like, it there's not a lot of drop off, no, at, I mean, anymore. You know, the masters yeah. has become so there's just so many master athletes as well. Um, I mean, even this year, we got all the way up into like the master seven with Jiu Jitsu Grandma. Have you did you see? Yeah, her? I saw that. Yep, amazing. Like, so it's inspiring. incredible. Yeah. yeah, and like, she pulled her into full closed guard or pulled her into her guard and. Like just swept her in the mount and it was like they they, they they know exactly what they're doing. I was talking to a guy today, um at work and he was he every time I talk to him, he always is kind of trying to get into jujitsu or yeah, I wanna do it, but I'm just I'm just concerned. You know, I'm concerned of getting hurt. And I said, Well, you know, there's gonna be injuries or there's gonna be times when you're hurt or banged up. Uh there's little injuries or could there's potential for ser- serious ones too, but you got to train smart and blah, 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 you know? And he just, I think he wants to really do it. He's never done anything like that, but he, he sees the draw of the physicality of jujitsu and he kind of misses that. And he's in his fifties, but that was the perfect example I told him today. I'm like, well, look at this match real quick. You know, <laughs> here's a couple 72 year old blue belt women um, and they're just killing the game, you know, Getting after I mean, they it. stole the show. They're, they're, oh, all 100%. The, they're all over the news today. So, and as they should be like, that's, I'm super inspired by that. That is so awesome. And, and it's cool. Cause I think the one that won the match, her son also won gold. I don't know if you know that, but hmm. it was a mother and son gold. They both got gold at pan. He's a, he's like a, I think he's a brown or black belt, but. What a cool story, you know?
1: Super cool, so, yeah. Th- those those videos are super inspiring.
0: Yeah, really inspiring across the board. It was it was a great tournament, man. It was uh, I couldn't get enough of it. I'm 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 glad you see the the big tournaments coming back. And I even heard today from someone at the gym um, that they're thinking about not only doing worlds but master worlds too by the end of the year. So oh. um, yeah, this year. I was surprised oh, to hear wow. that. So it's going to be crazy. Like December might be where they're going to do both. So at least that's what someone said at the gym and he he's looking to do master world. So he's got a keen eye for this. So interesting. Wow. But everything's it's coming back, you know? Um, I think they had some protocols with face masks and stuff, but for the most part on the sidelines, you know, it may have been 50% of people had them on and, <laughs> 50 didn't so uh you know these are the type of events if anything's going to drive up COVID or scare the organization from doing it again they're going to come to light so hopefully we just get through this and it just keeps getting back to normal and go from there but we might have a couple more majors coming up that you know we'll be involved in either with your you know people that you're working with as far as athletes and myself you know i had uh, You know, Orlando, Jair, Patrick, that crew was coming into cryo for a couple of weeks leading up to it. So, you know, it was cool to work with them and get them, get their bodies right. And all these guys look good, you know? So they look great out there. I was pretty proud of them.
1: And I was so proud. I sent all those guys messages after uh, just, hey, man, I am just so proud. Like, that is, I mean, we didn't even know we were going to have competition this year. Yeah, I know. You know? And, to get it announced prepare for it and show up and compete and those guys all podiumed i mean that yeah. is just incredible and you know, none of those guys had easy brackets
0: no no <laughs> it just, and, to, and to fly you know from arizona to florida is not it's not an easy trip the pan is usually in la area irvine um which that's a big difference flying an hour and 20 minutes over to Irvine and competing versus making a trip to Florida, you know? So yeah, that's a, that's when you're competing, that's something to consider is the length of travel. How long do you have to stay? When do you need to get there before you're ready? So, but all these people were talking about They're half of these guys are professionals. I mean, this is what they do. So that's, that's how they do it. They have a schedule and, that, that part of it to see the behind the scenes and how someone gets prepared for a tournament. And, um, you know, our friend Orlando is, uh, he's, I think he's probably one of the biggest pros I know. I mean, that guy keeps it. He, he's, he's a, he treats it he, like a pro- profession. I so. mean, it is, that is, yeah. it is,
1: that is his profession, Training, man.
0: Recovery. Yeah. Uh, Everything. Health, fitness. The scheduling. Whole thing. Yeah.
1: This dude takes a serious.
0: Yeah, for sure. And, and he has great results and great results out there too.
1: And he's got a bright future ahead of him. Yeah. Uh, all, all those guys do him and, and man Patrick mm-hmm. um, really bright future. And, you know, going back to kind of what you were saying about like, you know, they had a tough division, but you know, those guys competed at l- the highest levels and yeah. man, a just a, it's, it's so crazy because one, I mean, it is a game of centimeters for mm-hmm. those guys. I yeah. mean, it is, it is just, I mean, one little window, yes. small, small, small little window opens up and it it changes the whole outcome of the match. Yeah.
0: You really, you really start understanding that as you get advanced enough to, it's, it's something that it reminds me, have you done the pan? Have you competed at pan?
1: I don't think I've done pans
0: actually. So um pan was the first this is for maybe some lower belts if you i didn't i think even through my white belt i didn't had no idea how to score a match i mean i was just going to be honest i wasn't set out to be a competitor um the scoring just came to me like in class people would i'd hear the competitors like talk about scoring and it wasn't till like a few years in where i actually started oh i better i want to learn what all the different types of scoring because then you can apply it And uh, you know, somewhat in the gym and figure out what this you know, if I'm sweeping someone here, what does that mean in terms of competition points, you know? So for any listeners that don't know that, I suggest, you know, you kinda watch some tournaments like Pan. And I bring that up because that's the first one where I actually kind of fell in love with the idea of competing. Um, before I I had kind of dreaded it and I just did it as a necessity. But towards the end of blue belt, I watched I had some friends, um, competing, a lot of them at pan teammates. And I, man, I was glued. It was one of those deals where we were putting Facebook posts up like, um, uh, uh, to our gym, like, okay, this person did this, they're on this mat. So I was just involved in doing that. And I, I ended up watching so many matches and I kind of, I learned how to like watch jujitsu in a competitive fashion, if that makes sense, Mm -hmm. by just watching so many matches and seeing the scoring over and over and having a deeper understanding of the scoring. And ultimately, because I've been doing that now for years, it leads to what you just said. And that's like this last weekend when I was watching, I just saw every little, you know, the little inch mistake here or there, especially like my friends that were competing before those things, I might not have noticed you know, back in the day, but being more versed in jujitsu, but also watching, I just think it's awesome to watch, especially if you want to compete, watch some major competitions. You have to watch a lot. It helps a lot. It helps to understand everything about the game, how the refs are going to act, how you stand up, how you greet each other. You know, if you go into a competition, you don't really know any of that that could be you know so it's one of those things where you get comfortable watching and you you almost feel like you're there at some ex, you know to some extent cuz you're literally on the mat every match mm-hmm. there's a camera on the mat you're right there so um but that's kind of how i now i can see those little i mean i'm not going to call any names out or anything today but you know just watching some some people's matches this weekend and it was like one slight oh there's there's just a mistake right there. And that is how you see the level up to this game is that that other person, they capitalize that immediately mm-hmm. where you might be able to get away with that somewhere else or in your gym or especially if you're the best guy in the gym, you know, those type of things. But at that level, you see those, uh, how, you know, just you went for that one, it was just a little bit of a risky sweep and that person took advantage and then the whole game just started the down you know that snowball effect into a loss or you know they scored the the three points there and you could just never recover when maybe you were ahead in the game and i think that helps to watch that and experience you know it's great to watch jujitsu you know in my opinion you know you just just pick up so much on what you should and shouldn't do you can learn so much from watching people roll but i've always had that special place uh Pan just always meant, I don't know. I would just always liked that tournament. And I actually went and competed there a couple of years ago, but I, I definitely want to go back. I wonder if it's going to be in March again. So, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. The I'll probably, I will end up doing Pam. I'm, I'm looking forward to this next kind of beginning of the year, spring, yeah. uh, man, I'm, I've kind of getting the itch again to, yeah. to start competing. And, uh,
0: yeah, that's that was kind of where I was going with that. Once you watch it, it's like that's yeah. exactly how you feel. You're either like, "Oh, I wish I would have done this one," or "I need to get back in the I want to get back in the gym and do the next one." It really motivated me when I first started watching those. So, you know, if if you're out there and you aren't really involved in the competition scene or you know, it's it's good to kind of learn the game and start watching some and maybe some somebody out there will inspire you, you know? But uh
1: Do you go through any, have any rituals before you compete? Rituals or routines, anything like that?
0: Um, I mean, for me, I don't compete enough to have like some, something crazy, you know? But when I was going through like at Purple Bell competing a lot, I would, I rem- I went to Vegas like in a couple years like three or four times. So a uh, two or three mat two Master Worlds, Nationals, you know, just several tournaments out there. I remember for, when you did Nationals for a couple and couple Master years World. in a row. Yeah. So I did have a like after the first one, I knew I I wanted to stay in the same exact place. So I did have that type of thing where the familiarity was meaningful to me in terms of being comfortable with the surroundings. So that, that is one thing. If there was anything like I, I keep as a standard, it would be, I think you, if you can, um, especially if you're traveling, if you can be comfortable in your setting first, you know what I mean? Like give yeah. yourself some time. Like with Vegas, I was returning there. So I kept going to the same hotel. I liked that, that routine. The hotel was within walking distance of the arena. I liked that. So it was all right there. I did that like three, four tournaments in a row. So that, and then I, you know, I knew exactly, oh, this is my time. Okay. This is whether I was cutting weight still, or, you know, this place has a jacuzzi, I can do that. So that type of thing, just to be comfortable before the tournament. Um, I guess if you're traveling somewhere unknown, like when I went, you know, I've been to Denver competing, um, LA at Pan, you know, you just same thing i don't know where i'm land we go to with the hotel but at least it's like okay i get i get oriented you know and then in my mind i just obviously have that schedule in your mind okay i go on this time on this day we're going to do this tomorrow rest and then you know that type of thing so just more planning i don't have any neurotic craziness going on um yeah. other than just for me i have a health condition i'm type 1 diabetic so to compete is like a whole it's a it's a something it's a, an additional worry that other people don't have to do because um as a competitor anytime I'm training so type 1 di- type 1 diabetes you know you have to check your blood sugar level um it, it can vary drastically throughout the day and it's based on your body processing sugars and carbs and my body not having any insulin to take the sugars and carbs and convert that into cell energy. We're going to get a little diabetes education here. But when I was 27 years old, I'm 46 years old. When I was 27, my body stopped producing insulin. So my pancreas stopped producing insulin. Why it was, I don't know. It was a mystery and there's stories to go along with that. But all these years Basically, whenever I eat carbohydrates or any type of sugars, I have to give myself insulin to take those sugars and turn them into cell energy, which is what your pancreas does by releasing insulin in small amounts, which is a hormone. So I do that artificially now. So what that means is I'm always... Every time I eat, I have to calculate the carbs of what I'm eating in my head. Every single time for the last twenty something years, that's what I do. So, um, I just know what's in food. I, you know, I'm familiar enough with it. And then I, some people have a little device or a pump that will put the carbs into your body. I just use a straight needle syringe and a vial of insulin, which is kind of old school. But when you're a grappler. I have used the pump before, but it becomes kind of a nightmare. I mean, imagine you're grappling and you have something attached to your leg or something, and it just—it's not pretty. It gets ripped off. So I had to kind of go away from technology in that sense, just to be able to grapple all the time. So to bring it back to competition, when you're when in in especially on competitive on competition days, your your adrenaline starts getting jacked up. That we all experience that you know you're getting you're anticipating the event and with when you when your pancreas isn't functioning with insulin your blood sugar gets goes super high during those moments of adrenaline dumps so it's something that is really challenging for me before i compete even i can the last time i was in vegas i was battling this right in my hotel room literally before walking over you know like two hours before i was set to step on the mat, but my blood sugar just gets so high. And it's really hard because I want to compensate by giving myself insulin to take that down, which is normally what I would do. But in this situation, that's a little, it's not an exact science. So if I give myself too much insulin, it's going to drive me down, especially when I'm competing Mm -hmm. and it could be deadly, honestly. Um, it could be real scary situation. So Sometimes I'll have to go back into competition with a slightly elevated blood sugar, which isn't ideal, but it's not something that is detrimental immediately. It's, it's okay to have high blood sugar. It's, not, it's actually not really good for your body at all. Um, and over time, it destroys your organs. But in a short period of time, I can manage it. It actually makes you really dro- like groggy. So it's not ideal for competing. You know, You feel like crap. But if you are too low and you have no sugar in your blood, that is a little bit scary because you can pass out and die from that. So that, it sounds crazy and it is crazy, but I'm used to doing it. But that, that is the, for me, it's, and obviously this isn't going to relate to anybody else, but that is a one part of a crazy regimen that I have to do and be prepared for. So even eating that day, I have to make sure that I'm eating precise foods that my insulin is covering. So I'm not all over the place, up and down, going into this event. So that's another reason why I've always liked training at a very specific time of the day, because I can control my blood sugar at that time, um, versus training in the afternoon or at night when I might have eaten a couple times during the day. Everyone's blood sugar peaks and valleys throughout the day, but your pancreas is taking care of the hard work, and mine doesn't do that. So it's just... It lo- Needless to say, a low carb diet is better handled. Uh, a better way to manage type one diabetes. So I kind of try to stick to that. So do
1: you do uh, draws? Uh, or do you do draws like between your matches to to monitor? Yes, where you're at. You do
0: yep. mm-hmm. <clears throat> Yeah, I have a picture on my Instagram of me checking my blood sugar. It was between matches at Master Worlds or before my first match, but I do do that. I, it's just something I. You just have to do it, you know? So, um, like I said, it's, it's sketchy because it's hard to manage it at that point in time, but there has been times, you know, where I'll check and it's just so high. I'm like, I, I feel like I'm just going to give myself a little bit of insulin, not too much. It's kind of a crapshoot, but I've been doing this so long. That's what we deal with is type one diabetic. You just have to, you just have to work, work through that. You know, there's tens of professional athletes are type one diabetic now and, um, People can live somewhat normal lives, but it's, it's always something that's on your mind and you're always uh, literally 24 seven. I mean, it's just something you live with and have to manage, but <laughs> so that's a, that's a big one for yeah, competition. I, I, yeah, yeah,
1: that is uh that is a really big one, man. Um, yeah, you know, there's all, you know, there's everybody, man, that's what, that is, uh, that That's a lot um, <laughs> on a lot. top of, on top of everything yeah. else, man. Yeah. You, so, you, know, if it, you is it stressful? It's stressful. Yeah, very stressful. It, it, it just in general. And then to add, to add, all, just, that, to add um, all that.
0: It's tough. I'm not going to lie. I mean, I don't, I really don't even talk about it that much because it's just my own personal struggle, but um, I never make excuses on that regard ever. Have I once made an excuse? Nor will I. It's just, that's my, there's people with much worse cards dealt to them. And they're out there doing their thing. Okay. So, um, but whatever it is you're doing, you have to, that's the types of things you have to manage. It's a stressful situation. At least for me, it is, you know, um, I have, I'm not, I haven't competed so many times where I'm just so comfortable in there. You know, there's been times where I'm, I'm feeling more comfortable than others, but you know, you get in the nerves in the morning when you wake up, it's like the anticipation is Kind of the uncomfortable part, you know, it's almost like oh, I wish this was, was I wish I was fighting this morning. Yeah. You know? But uh you just and then you show
1: up and you just deal with I, it. I hear this one, you know, people forget their belts. Have you heard that? Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, and that's <laughs> why I I asked like if you have any uh regimented things that you do, you know, like so I like to I literally have a packing list. Yeah. And it's like extra, like extra stuff and like extra gi extra belt like Mm -hmm. basically one extra of everything you know i try i kind of do the same things as you as i try and stay in the same places when we were living out in in phoenix and we and you could just drive out to vegas you know it was like um i got really i got kind of pissed because i did masters worlds when was this it it was 16 or 17 and it was like I was going to book my hotel room like that next morning. And then UFC comes out and they announced like, it was like a McGregor fight in yes, Vegas. I and was I was, was like, Oh my was gosh. And I mean, they all, all the rooms sold out. And yeah. I was like, Oh my gosh, man. So you know, that was like,
0: that was you know, a crazy th- weekend,
1: a crazy weekend, man. And, uh, I'll ne- oh, that that's one I'll never forget. I, I, uh, just to normalize it. Cause I know other people have experiences too. I went out to master's worlds that year and just got destroyed. It was, it was, <laughs> it was, it was, it was, bad. It, it was, was so bad. It I was so bad. It was there. so bad. You know, I got off the mats and, uh, you know, I was, I was bummed out, man. I was like, we trained a lot for that. We too. trained a lot for that one. And I was like, man, I'm feeling good. Da da And got really bummed out, you know, and, and this is really where I started, uh, to lead into to a conversation we were having previously, I got really bummed out about the results of that match. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I sat down on the bleachers and one of our old coaches, Bo was there and he gave me some, some, he kind of was there. He put his arm around me and was like, listen, man, you know that, cause you know, he went out, he competed and you know, uh, he lost, he lost that weekend too, you know? um, you know, he gave me a little comfort. and was like, look, man, don't, don't
0: beat yourself up. Don't on that beat one. yourself up over this, yeah. you know, like it's hard um, though.
1: It is. Cause you put so much work yeah. into it and that's where, and as we were talking earlier, where I think it's important to, uh, and kind of one of the things that Bo had talked about and he still tells people that he, I was on a phone call with him recently and he was like, look, man, I, I tell everybody whenever you go compete, you travel to compete uh make sure you have stuff lined up to do outside of competing yeah. don't make your whole trip about competing and winning and losing and then you yeah. blow your whole trip uh based you know if you lose you're bl- based on the results so you know we were talking earlier about kind of divorcing yourself from mm-hmm. your self-worth uh from your results and competition and i think that was really a big moment for me where I, I kind of learned that lesson because I mean, I never beat myself up like that again after a competition because yeah. it didn't, it didn't matter. I mean, it, you know, it sucks. I didn't perform the way I want to, you move on and yeah. you, you fix your game and you go back at it and it doesn't, it never reflected on me and the quality of my purple belt and my coaches and my training, but it never, yeah it never, uh, it never was an indication of any of that. And so I think it's really important. Uh, we have fun competing and we have other things lined up if we're traveling or wherever we're at. And, um, it really is just hard roles that you pay for Yeah. and, um, you know, just divorcing your self-worth and even your worth on the jitsu mats with, uh, your results in the, in the competition, uh, arena, you know, it's, that's super really, important. really hard to do. It's so hard to do. Yeah. It is so hard to do.
0: You put so much mental thought into the competition, you know, for me. And, you know, training, mentally, you know, every... As soon as you commit to that competition, you're just thinking about it. It's in the back yeah. of your mind. You know what's coming. Whether you're hoping it gets there fast or you're hoping you have more time, it's always on your mind. So. And then to lose because I've done that same thing. My last competition was one of those where I'm just so disappointed in myself. You know, I had such higher expectations, but, um, when you travel though, it's, it's a little bit, you know, especially when you're traveling and I've done this too, you know, at a pan, I went to pan and lost my first match and I was just thought I should have won and I just didn't perform, you know, and that is really tough. When you're traveling, even if you're having, even if you have other things to do, yeah, <laughs> it's good to have other things to do. But uh, you're gonna you're gonna remember it for a while. And I think the most important thing is that you just you stop beating yourself up as soon as possible and move on. You know, it's especially for. I, I always just take myself too seriously almost, but I, I think there's a fine line because you have to, I think to be great in competition, you have to have that mindset of you have to be very confident but you also have to be a competitor you have to do it you know you can't just put your toes in i think the best competitors are the ones that are competing all the time without a doubt so because i wasn't doing that or i've never done that i have to give myself a little bit of a break you know i have these high standards but to to be honest i was just a purple belt you know (laughs) Yeah, a forty-something-year-old purple belt hobbyist that I'm right. out there setting these high expectations, and in the end, that means a lot. That you just do it. You're out there and you challenge yourself. I think that's the that's the biggest thing. I mean, I think we all know that. You are putting yourself out there. You you challenge your. You know, you want to put your skills on on task, and good or bad. I know one thing's for sure, and that's why that old thing, you win or you learn, is it is true because I the The mistakes I've made in competition i those are the number one things I try not to do, like I always remember those, yeah, yeah, I always learn from those tough ones um so it's it's valuable, you know there's a there's I had a meme I posted a while ago some some old school guy posted it, but he's like, one competition is worth twenty five classes there's some something that you, you yeah. Know, it was intangible. You can't really measure something like that, but it, it, it meant it meant a lot because it is true. If you've competed, it's like everything has such a finite focus, the things yeah. you do good and the things you do bad. So you're really just, you don't focus on losses like that throughout the week in the yeah. gym ever. Like maybe if you're just your ego is so much that you just can't stand that that blue belt got you two weeks ago, you know? but for the most part, you move on, you know? That's just how training is. Everyone, everyone gets tapped a lot in Mm jujitsu. So over the course of your, you know, your existence. So, but with a, with a tournament and a competition, it's just, everything is ultra focused on it. Your friends have watched it, your family, it's, you know, it could be on flow grappling for everyone to see. So there's just this added pressure and added stress. So Mm -hmm. if you can operate in like, a normalized mindset during those times i think that's that's kind of the last few i was much more comfortable mm-hmm.
1: for sure it, it gets for better sure.
0: we, yeah exactly because i was doing it for like a couple of years straight you know every couple few months so that part because before it was almost like uh you know you're know, just frozen back there in the bullpen and my first few big ones you know that that year at Master Worlds in 2017, that was the first IBJJF tournament I ever did anywhere. And it was Master Worlds. And I just got my purple belt a month before. So I was just <laughs> like, you know what? It was scary, but I was like, well, there's not really any pressure here. I just got my purple belt. I just looked at it that way. And I yeah. won my first match and lost my second match. And I made a stupid mistake in the second match. And you remember it, you know, and you try not to do that again. So
1: Yeah, it's almost like you, uh, I've heard this in terms of just a lot of different areas and I, you know, it's weird. I try to apply this as much as I can, but it's almost like you have to fail forward. Like you just have to keep, keep getting it, getting tapped out as many times, but you're, you're actually growing so much. You're actually improving and going forward by doing that. You literally have to fail forward. Yeah. In order and that that concept just when I heard it the first time, I was like, man, that is powerful because I, you know, I do it in my own business. It's like I launch everything half baked and then we I mean, we did it with this. Yeah. Uh, You know, we launched it. uh, We put a lot of work into it. But then it when you launch it. You continually try to refine it based on what people and, you know, how you can continue to improve it. And the Mm -hmm. jujitsu is the exact same way. You just keep putting yourself out there and just going forward with it. And you, man, it, it does get better. The nerves get better. You're still going to experience nerves, but how you handle them on the mats. Yeah. Um, it, that all gets better. Things, they slow down. Things Mm -hmm. slow down a lot. You know, the first time I remember the first time I competed, it was like, and you know, and, and this happens every time you're in a, five, six, seven minute match, you're like, wow, where did that time go? Like it was so fast. Yeah. And then there's the first time you compete, it's like almost like you blacked out. Like it's you're (laughs) just like it for sure. It's like you you just can't like you don't remember you don't even remember it. No. And uh but man, that that gets better for people that are just starting to dip their toes or they're thinking about getting their uh feet wet when competitions come back. Um man, it, it you know, it's uh it is a struggle uh it's something that everybody goes through you're going to get better at it um and your teammates the big thing is your teammates they're not putting any expectations on you you know i ha, we had all kinds of teammates competing this weekend and teammates that are competing all the time and man win or lose i just wanna
0: yeah for sure you
1: know i just am like so proud of people putting it out there and i know people whenever i go out there and compete when you compete, man, it's just so cool to see people going, yeah. Put putting it all on the line, you know. I mean, that is hard to do, just to put yeah. it all on the line. And uh man, I was you know, going back to this weekend, man, I was just win or lose, man, it doesn't matter. It's no. uh man, it I, I never, was so proud.
0: Your, yeah, you never look at your, your pal and say, Oh my god, you lo- you suck so bad after yeah. that. It's <laughs> never like that. <laughs> no, you no, know, never 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 think that at all. Because especially You know, because you've been through it, especially whether you compete or not, if you train jujitsu and you know the struggle and how hard that must be to go a hundred percent, like you don't know until you do competition, you know? So there's a, I never knew. I was like, oh, it's yeah, it's probably really hard. But then it's like, oh no, like, I mean, especially at these high levels where everyone is so skilled there's a difference between white two spazzy white belts going at it, which is what I was. And it was like, you don't even know what half the shit you're doing anyway. Like I, (laughs) you know, it just flies by nothing. You don't, there's no skill to like, but as you get into the deeper levels, it's like, now you have, you have to manage the stress, the, the scene, the expectations, your own expectations, but your other, that other person is highly skilled, Mm -hmm. highly skilled. Like, and as you know, you can be a destroyer in the gym. You can feel great. But as, if you get in there with this, somebody the same age, the same skill level or better, it's going to be a tough time. Yep. It's going to be a tough time. They've got know? just
1: as many tools in exactly, their tool belt. Yep.
0: Exactly. And that's not all the, always the case. But at these high levels, like what we're watching these black belts this weekend, the top guys, they're all like that. That's what makes it so impressive. You know, it's like they they do. They take that little centimeter or inch and they run with it you know they take the little gaps so it's it's <laughs> making, making me want to compete again
1: i know <laughs> i know i am I was yeah man like i was telling you man i'm getting I'm starting to get the itch again and i'm 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 really surprised man that's uh honestly that's when you drop that on there they're talking about there's some rumors of uh yeah
0: I had heard about worlds. I had heard about worlds that they wanted to do, but I didn't know they're going to try to do master worlds too. And I don't know if that's confirmed, but I haven't had a chance to look into it, but
1: that's a massive tournament. Yeah. Dude, that is a mess. And you know, you were talking earlier about the, uh, the level of competition that is, that is showing up at master worlds, man. It is insane. Like, I mean, all these, you know, all these, I mean, what's the difference between going from twenty nine to thirty? No, exactly. You you know what I mean, (laughs) like,
0: and I don't think it's you know. I think traditionally, before I was there, before I've trained, it was always like adults never wanted to go into their thirties because they didn't want to be called a master or they didn't. That was, you know, the top guys are adults. But to to me, it's exactly it's the same or 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 better. Like you know. You know, you know it, it could be better. Like what yeah. about all these guys? Let's look at this class right now. There's 25 to 29-year-olds adults. They can continue to compete. People are competing later in life. They're much more healthier later in life. They're taking care of their bodies. The Master 1 and 2s are going to be Oh my god. Oh, They're going to be incredible in 10 gonna years. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. yeah there's not going to be a drop off. Like no. these guys are going to be in their prime at 31, 32 years old, which is the prime of an athlete, honestly. Yeah. So you're the prime to me. I've, I've been the master one levels this weekend. I, I was like, geez, these guys are destroyers. Yeah, you know?
1: absolutely. So absolutely. It, it's just
0: going to continue to do that. And even guys, look, I've never went against an easy guy at any IBJJF tournament. Nope. <laughs> so I as a 47 year old purple belt, I've, <laughs> I haven't seen them yet, but I mean, I'm not, maybe I'm not that great, but I don't ever see real quick matches. You know? I mean, it's a, Guys like to brawl. They like to stand up. Absolutely. Older guys, especially, it's it's tough, man. These guys are tough at yeah. all weight classes too. So
1: you know who's a master, Cyborg Abreu. You know what I mean? Like that dude's <laughs> like forty. I mean, imagine yeah. a four. You know, imagine Master whatever he is, yeah. Master three, Master four, yeah, something like that. You show up, Master four black belt or Master yeah. three black belt, and standing across the mat from you is cyborg
0: yeah he's like one of the top five guys in the world right now. in
1: the world yeah like competing at an insane level
0: i mean crazy
1: so yeah i i don't see i don't see the master's division as uh as being you know easy work no it's never easy it's it's never easy
0: anybody that's committed to taking that especially going to the bigger tournaments um, uh, that's what you got to know. Someone's competing at master worlds. They're taking their training seriously. I I would assume they're training as much as you have to expect their training as much as, as, much you. as you
1: are. Yeah. And,
0: um, uh, which is a lot, you know, I mean, for, to lead up to a tournament, you want to get a lot of training in and yeah, the age thing. Yeah. You know, it's funny because it's people are like, well, you, I've always heard, you know, you better get all your tournaments in at purple and brown belt because, it's like, okay, so for a guy like me who's a master four, um, I can become a black belt and go up against a guy like Jair, who's been a black belt for like 30 years.
1: You <laughs> can't even fit it more stripes on his belt. You know, oh, how yeah. do show up? And it's just this.
0: I saw his belt this week. And I was like, that, be- that belongs on the top of the podium. And that's exactly where it, he ended up. That's so, exactly
1: where it was. Yep. Yeah. So and, it's
0: so yep. much, so much experience. It's so cool to see. So, but that's the beauty of it. You know, you could be a, a new. A new older guy grappler black belt or a younger person, Um, you know, you could look. You can you can get your black belt at 32 years old and be a master one, and the guy you're competing against has been a black belt since he's 19 years old, yeah. 20 years old. I mean, that is that happens all the time.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. In fact, I was watching. I think he was a master two or three, and I couldn't believe how many stripes this black belt had on this weekend. I was like, that guy had to. Have, and I looked him up on Instagram, and he was like. I mean, as OG as they come, just this quiet American dude who's just been a black belt for like 20 years already, some crazy number, like since he was young, like 19 or 20. Yeah. And he's just so skilled. And he, I think he took silver, but there's guys like that all over the place. It's yeah. super cool to see.
1: Yeah. It's it's awesome to see. I mean, and it, it you know, it's really, if, and here's an, you know, I, one of the things that I really enjoy about jujitsu is it's still, you know it is still so young and you still have the opportunity to not only uh not only train with but to compete against the best guys in the world yeah like you can still do that yeah it is it is it, it's cool? it is so cool i mean yeah. you know i i would i would love to i mean completely different division but how cool would it be to get Just destroyed by cyborg for you know, (laughs) yeah. uh, Unless he does you know something like Galvao did you know and goes full on dance mode on you, but
0: yeah. Well, I I mean, your your age is the same way. If you're, are you master one or two? I'm master two. Master two. So, but when you get your black belt at some point, you're going to be going against guys that have been black belt for a long time,
1: and that is so cool.
0: Yeah, you know So, so. that's where you get that vast experience difference, but that's what makes it such a beautiful challenge. You know, um, it's, 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 we talked about, um, one of the things before we skip over it is like that competition stress. Do you have any like tools that you were doing for that when you were doing some competitions, like, you know, mi- mind, mindfulness or, you know, meditation, yeah, that-
1: yeah. Lots, lots of that uh, uh, going back to, you know, I try to standardize things as mu- as many things as I can, like the packing list. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually go through standardizing even what my winning process looks like and what my losing process looks like. Cause I want them to look pretty much identical. Right. Honestly, I think it looks really poor on a person whenever um, I'll just say it whenever you don't lose well. Uh, whenever you sit here and shake your head, it's like, man, you got beat. Like it's okay. Um, or when people are salty on the podium, like, dude, you got on the podium, man. Like there's a lot of people in your division that didn't get on the podium. Like show up with a smile, man. I know you didn't, you didn't, you're not number one on the podium, but man, have a smile. Like, Mm -hmm. so going back to that, it's like, I try to standardize what winning looks like for me. I try to standardize what losing looks like for me. And I, cause if you don't have a standardized process for those things, your natural instinct is going to be what you're emotionally feeling. And right. that can be good. And that can also be really bad. Um, so I think having a really standardized process for basically everything, um, yeah. winning, losing what you're packing, uh what you're eating, you know, I try to eat as as you know, I go to the store, pick up food that is close to uh what I'm eating at the house, that way my weight isn't
0: yes yeah, so fluctuating
1: because um I was talking to a competitor for pants and he was talking to me about I flew he said I flew over to Europe to the to do Euros and when I got off the plane I was like five five or seven pounds heavier or something like that. And I was like, well, did you eat the airplane food? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, well, dude, that stuff is just loaded with salt yeah. because they have to preserve it. So basically like what ended up happening is on top of all the stress of travel flight. I mean, all that stress adds up mm-hmm. um, on top of that, like you're eating. Well, that, like I was telling him, that stuff has a lot of salt in it as a preservative.
0: retaining so then, water,
1: you're you're your holding water, and if you gotta weigh in that next day, oh man, then like you're boom, you're that's like it. you're not only are you pushing it, that ups your stress level, oh yeah, which sure. decreases your performance, yeah, because you know what I mean, that's just an un it's, I try to eliminate as many unexpected things yeah. as possible because it's already so stressful, um. And so, yeah, just eliminate as many of those processes as you can.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so pick up, you know, the food. Um,
0: it's important like that. if you have, uh, I mean, especially if you're battling weight or you're trying to maintain weight. Um, now some of my tendencies are coming back as you're talking. But one of the things, because uh, I am usually in a cutting mode for those, and I, I, I ended up always having a scale with me as number one, because like the first couple tournaments I did, the hotel would have a scale, then they didn't have it. So I literally had to go to a different hotel and go and use their scale. It was just type of that, that type of thing on the day before the night before. Mm-hmm. I'm still trying to make sure I'm on weight in the morning. But so that was one thing that I do is if you're driving, I, or I mean, even not, you can get a scale for like 15 bucks at Walmart you yeah. know, or, or or Walgreens. So I ended up having just a scale I throw in my truck. Like if it's in Vegas, I've driven there. I've also flown, but I'll just drive there. I have my scale, have that. So that's important. If you're on that weight cutting train, you know, you're trying to cut weight or you're trying to maintain weight. I think that's important. So, cause that again, it'll alleviate the stress you can go over. You can, you can definitely go over to the arena in the morning or wherever and weigh in on their scales. I recommend that too, but For me, I always have a scale and I always, especially on the day of, I mean, this is how close I've been those times is like, I'll have a banana, I'll have my bottle of water, whatever Mm -hmm. I'm eating that day, depending on the time you're going to, obviously you probably aren't going to, I don't eat huge meals when I'm competing. So, um, but you know, if it's later in the day, you're going to have to have something, especially me being a diabetic, I have to have some fuel in there. So one of the things, uh, one of my coaches taught me is just on that day, you know, you're getting on your scale in the morning and you get on there with all your stuff. So yep. all your stuff, but also your waters and your bottled water and your food, weigh everything that you're going to consume and put in your body. And, um, you should be safe, like literally don't put anything else in there, you know, yep. um, in terms of weight. So that was really important. Even if I'm doing a local one here you know, I weigh myself with my bottle of water at home or whatever. And I know, okay, the scale there might be a pound or two different than here. We're going to be okay this way. And then as soon as, you know, I can just drink that water. If I'm dehydrated on the way, I'll be okay. Then when I weigh in, obviously you can drink whatever you want, whatever, you know, but that was just, those are those little things is kind of be prepared. You obviously don't want to be in a situation where you're, you're going to be close on way and you're, you don't have a scale. You don't have access to one. You're running around the night before. Do I have, you know, am I going to make weight? Do, can I even eat tonight? I mean, come on, you know, you got to be professional. Either know that the place you're staying has a scale or have quick access to the scale at the arena. But I just, I bought one and I just had literally have one in my closet when it's competition time. It's in the box. still. I just throw it in the truck, bring it with me?
1: Um, yeah, man. Or, you know, if you're showing up and you're in the middle of, weight cutting and you're running around the track uh right before you compete man you're in a bad spot yeah you're you're I've never you're, had to
0: do that so i've never you know i've always managed to where i'm like a few days before i'm good but yeah. you know you don't i'm just you're sketch about it you know yeah. you just oh. got to make sure you're that's my that's my point but i've had friends and i know people that i've literally um <laughs> at master world's he had to make weight. So he's like out running, you know, and running in a gi outside and stuff. And literally watch this guy go onto the mats after just running, you know, it was that same year. But guys lose, you know, guys have to lose weight all the time or cut late or you're traveling like that, you know, in that situation. Um, I don't know. It's sometimes the weight cut is not the best idea. You know, especially for a guy like me who's an older guy, and you know this isn't my life this isn't I'm not a professional fighter, so you know many would say just fight go fight at your weight, you know yeah <laughs> just yeah. go do what you do every day, and that makes sense to me now um uh, because if you are cutting weight, that's a whole nother story for a podcast because that's that is dif- that's tough there's different ways to do it. I've done it a couple different ways, most of the time I just start cleaning up my diet. And drinking a ton of water, you know. Yeah. And you'd be surprised how much weight you can lose over a course of a couple of weeks of doing that. And I try to do it in a safe manner, never at the last minute, but I know plenty of guys that do, you know, that just drastically cut in the last week.
1: Yeah, I can remember going to competitions at uh at the local stuff and I walk up with my bag. I'm you know, usually the day before I'm 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 pretty I try to I try to stay around three or four pounds under without my stuff on. Mm-hmm. I think that that, I usually find that to be pretty, pretty safe for me. Um, That's man, close. I, it is. It, it is close. close yeah. It is close. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I've, man, I, I go, go to Phoenix college and inevitably there's somebody out there in a sweatsuit yeah. running around. I'm like, Oh man, that is so rough. Cause you're burning energy that you could be,
0: Totally, you're stressed 100%. and you're
1: burning energy that you could be using on the mats. And you're, so you show up and you feel like you've already competed. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's frustrating. So,
0: yeah. Um, yeah. You, you got to have some experience with it. Uh, it's not always easy. You might think you can lose this amount of weight or I did it last time, but, you know, it, it's, it's a tough part of it.
1: Dude, you, uh, I got to ask you, man, you, had a couple geese on the podium
0: I did yeah
1: this at at pans this year yeah I want to say congratulations about that man that's that's pretty exciting to see uh your stuff I was excited about up on the podium
0: I was taking pictures of my tv and (laughs) um it it was cool man you know I actually had there's probably off the bat, I think at least three got three people. Um, one, one, one gentleman, I he has a couple of my geese and I know he competed and medaled, but he's the type that he doesn't use social media or anything. So, um, but yeah, the first three of this tournament, the uh, first three ever on the podium are at Pan. So it was fun and, um, it's cool seeing your stuff out there. And, uh, everybody said that they, you know, the they held up well and they liked them and, um, I'm, I'm being in that business, you know, every match I'm looking at all the apparel and seeing yeah. what the other people are wearing. And, um, let's just say there's a lot of room for improvement. There's a lot of guys that need real union. <laughs> components. <laughs> 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 I saw some really, I saw some scrappy material out there this yeah. week. I'm like, Oh man. But Hey, I've seen it all. I've seen local, I've I've seen I was, there's a local competitor that man every time he shows up at the local events he, the guy looks like he came out of the backseat of his car you know i'm <laughs> like but he goes out there and puts that f- gross looking white gi on and um i don't know I, I i like to have you know the the people that wore my stuff they were they like to look good out there you know And it's like a bigger tournament so you want to have your freshest stuff on and you know everybody they look good and i was super happy about it and you know, it probably got a little bit of exposure, which is good. And that's how it is in this game. You know, it's just, I'm just a small independent company, but more people see the stuff. And, uh, we released our gi this week. And, um, you know, I hit, I had a real conservative target and I hit that in terms of sales. And we do it and we move on to the next one. And I, I've been wearing it in the gym the last couple of times I've been in the gym and everybody's like, Ooh, yeah, I like that. So, um, uh, people comment on it and, um, I'm, I'm stoked about it. It's been a, been a really busy month, but, uh, get, you know, having a couple businesses involved in jujitsu, it's, you know, around times like these, you know, I, I got a lot of people coming into my cryo place. I got people I'm working with, with my apparel. So it's a busy time. And especially if we got a couple of big tournaments coming up, there's going to be more of the same. So that's exciting, man. Yeah. It's, uh, now it's you... kind of the path I created and I wanted to create for myself. So.
1: And that that's awesome you returned to the jiu this week didn't you
0: i did last uh well wednesday so i'm how so how did it go sore. man <laughs> <I'm
1: sore. laughs>
0: it went good you know it was uh the classes I mean, there's maybe eight or nine people in the classes a lot of old friends great you know it was great to see everyone again and um i basically didn't take it as easy as i should wednesday when I went, I went Wednesday of last week and then I went this morning, which is today's Monday. So, um, today I went much lighter. So I just, I had a, an, a awesome warm up flow roll with my professor. And, um, that was good. We both needed to warm up before we got into <laughs> it. And, you know, cause in class, everybody's just, you know, how it is when it's time yeah. to roll, people want to get after it. So, um, I'm still kind of, easing my way in with my knee and stuff. And I feel really good, but it's just a couple of the uh, Wednesday going against a couple of the more skilled people. um, You know, I just, I can't control the pace as much as I like. So um, those are the times that gets a little sketch in terms of not sketch, but you know, I'm just cautious of my knee Um, and it's just a little sore, but I think it's just from being, Kind of battered together on my other knee, you know what I mean. So, Mm -hmm. um, it's it's good, man. In terms of emotionally and stuff, I felt great today. Honestly, I felt so good. I was uh, riding, flying high, and and it's like you just remember. I, I just it all came back to me today. Like how I'm like, man, I've been missing this great feeling. You know, I haven't been feeling terrible, but there's that extra something you get when you get your training in. And for me, it's in the morning, obviously, but I was at work afterward. I'm just like, man, I just, nothing can faze me today. I just felt so good just being out there and having that camaraderie back and, uh, going over some moves and, you know, i got some a few roles in today and it was great. So I'm excited about it. I'm probably just going to do a couple of days a week at the gym. These next, I just, I'm really busy right now and, um, go from there, start going more and more. That's about awesome. It. Yeah. That's getting back so into awesome. it, seeing how it is. It, it, it seems like there's a lot of people going back. So, you know, um, hopefully this, I, I keep reading in the news, the COVID thing is getting worse in some areas, but I don't know what to believe anymore. So it's, I just hope, like I said before, I hope, uh, these tournaments continue without any big, super, event virus going around or they find something or you know and even the locally obviously the local gyms is the most important to me um as long as everybody's safe and i think if there's any kind of public announcement it would be don't go to the gym when you're feeling sick you know there's flu season you got covid now if people are going to train together you got to take care of each other and that means don't train sick and yeah you know that's a big thing we're Because I'll be honest, going every single day and rolling with tons of different training partners still concerns me, you know? Um, Yeah. I don't know. I'm no expert at this, and I just know I can't be down. I can't be sick for any amount of time. So I really put in a lot of trust in my training partners, as am I. If I'm not feeling good, you won't see me there, you know? So that's all, you know? It's kind of just navigating through those waters now, but man seeing everyone and training with my professor it's it was a great day, you know I'm looking to have more and more of those
1: you know something when we first started talking, even just having uh these conversations, I can re- remember one of the things that we had talked about was if if nothing else comes of this uh is highlighting don't train sick yeah like 'cause man. I, we've all if you're if you're in if you're in it long enough or you have been in it long enough uh, maybe if you're joining now this is not does not apply so much but if you've been if you've been training long enough you've probably experienced uh, somebody showing up to the gym with a cold or some snivels or something and it's like man every time it, i may or may not get sick but every time that happens i'm always like man <laughs> dude like
0: it's selfish. Like, you know, it's I don't, so wa- don't want to do I
1: don't get your cold. I've, I've gotten
0: sick from someone. <laughs> yeah. I have gotten sick. I literally knew the person was sick. They breathed on me. And I was like, I just got sick and sure as shit, I got sick. Yeah. Like it happened like that. And it happens, you know, so it's like,
1: if, if this is highlighted, nothing like, man, if you got a stuffy runny nose, <laughs> yeah. sore throat fever. like stay home Yeah, just stay off mats for a yeah. week or two, you know, it's not a big deal.
0: It'll be there when you get back, but
1: absolutely. So yeah, man, I, I hope that that's, uh, I hope that we kind of get that. Get, well, I hope, I hope people are a little bit more conscious
0: of that. Yeah. I am. I'm, I'm assuming they would be, but you never it know, it is
1: scary, man. Cause the numbers, uh, some, er, so for everybody, uh, my wife's a physician. She works at, uh, the local hospital here. Um, and she also works in the ICU. And uh, she was number, we have a, a major university here in this town, and we have now two of their dorm rooms or their dormitories. Uh, and they're doing like fecal testing, like all the wastewater. Mm-hmm. So, what they're doing is if it tests, you know, you get a high enough reading, then they're putting the whole. Dormitory on lockdown, so we have two whole dormitories on lockdown, and then we have like sixty, sixty other students that have been shipped out to a hotel here that is oh full quarantine. So like, yeah, it's uh, it's interesting, man. um And our our numbers here, are just like in this little town, are like going up. And I'm sitting here like,
0: uh, oh man, I know, and it sucks it's it's i'm hearing the same thing here i just heard and? there was a school uh in our in our you know in the chandler gilbert area um or santan it was out in queen creek or something it uh they had like a mass event and they had to close the school down so the school's literally closed down now because so it's crazy my kids are going back to school right now and like i'm going back to the gym and then this stuff comes out so yeah it's just more of the same it's chaotic it's crazy and
1: it's crazy, uh, man. You have like you to
0: just manage your own personal well being, you know, and, and make determinations as you go.
1: Yeah, it's a totally a personal thing and it's it's such a like we're all in this situation and everybody's got their own opinions on how they want to do things and they're they're personally and they're one hundred percent entitled to those opinions and how they want to do things. I'm in a really my experience with my wife, it's like she has she has to uh you know she has interactions with the with these covid po- positive patients so there's risk there where you know if she brings it home to me then I'm going to the gym and yeah. I turn into a spreader to everybody at the gym mm-hmm. or I get it from the gym it comes to me I give it to her and right. now she's like serving that all around the hospital to people who are already sick yeah it's ah, what a racket man what a racket so anyway, that's scary my, and sketchy, I'm in a, you know? I'm currently, uh, on you lockdown? Know, I'm, uh we're not, <laughs> I'm, man, I'm evaluating, uh, you know, if I, I'm, I'm, I'm evaluating my situation again, which is never a bad thing to do, yeah. Um uh, to just touch base with your, yourself and your family and to reevaluate where you're at. So that's currently where I'm at. And, uh, it's just a really interesting this is so bizarre where it we're is. at right now so Well man but competitions, competitions note, are back <laughs> uh, on that note competitions are back <laughs>
0: everybody get ready yeah it's a good time to go get your first one if if anything in the next 6 months or a year if you're That's comfortable right. training so This well, is cool, our competition man. episode personal yep. experiences so it was good ta- chatting with you again
1: yeah, man. And it was, uh, it's been good. You know, it's, uh, man, it's been fun. This has been a really, I, I say this every time it's been, uh, this is a lot of fun, man. And I feel like we've not only been able to stay in touch with this thing, but, uh, you know, we've kind of continued to grow our friendship and, uh, mm-hmm. been really, for sure. uh, it's been one of the positive things to not only come out of the podcast, but also out of kind of, uh, this whole experience of COVID and, Lockdown. So,
0: well, it's been tough on everybody. We got to stick together, you know? Yeah. We all have our own, that's our jiu-jitsu family. So, we're just kind of spreading some more information with this podcast. And if anybody wants to uh, continue to listen, go follow us on Instagram at the Road to Black podcast and Podbean or the Podbean app. Or the roadtoblack.com. That's probably the easiest way. Just go there. Go to the, uh, put it in your browser, roadtoblack.com. You can listen to it right there. This episode will be back up there pretty soon. Episode three. Um, we both had a busy week last week. So, you know, it's been two weeks since our last one. But be trying to put these out on a regular basis. Whatever that schedule ends up being. And Still waiting on some word from Spotify and Apple Podcasts. I think I saw on Reddit that you have to have, I want to say four to six episodes for Spotify to approve. Gotcha. um, We'll get a few of those on there, a few more going and get on there. But uh, if anybody has any comments or uh, topics they'd like to discuss or anything, always shoot us a a DM um, on our Instagram. And we'll check them out. we thankful we for everyone them. to watch them. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. We read everything. And um, this one, we were just talking about kind of the fallout from Pan and a little competition. But we got some good stuff on the next couple episodes for you guys. So, uh, again, thanks for listening. Share and uh, contribute, man. We're here to listen to everybody and want to put out some good content. And uh, if you have any uh, anything else to add, send us a message. Otherwise, we will see you next time. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Road to Black podcast. Once again, please support our sponsors, the BJJ Physio. Contact Wes, he'll hook you up with some customized programming for your game. Take it to the next level. Therapy, performance, the BJJ Physio. Also, Roll Union Jiu-Jitsu. Check out the latest styles, jujitsu, casual wear, training gear. Check them out, rollunion.com. Follow on Instagram, at rollunion. Thanks again for listening, everyone, and we will see you next time.